And we haven't got a respawn rant this week that we know of that, that's on the show notes, but he may come in and rant. If he does come in and rant, he will be faded out and you won't have to hear it. Two times and a hunter. You know what you're here for. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast, a show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. Now, on with the show. So I am joined as ever by the world's best raid companion, Parody, and also by the world's second worst raid sherpa, Respawn. Because <laughs> you can't call in you can't call in the worst. He's the second worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely worse out there. We're not sure who or where exactly, but we're definitely somebody worse. I think you're giving me too much credit. Well, I mean, one day if you try hard enough, you can be the world's worst raid sherpa, but right now you don't have that crown. Right. <laughs> but one day we can hope you can earn that crown, that crown of sorrow that you can wear proudly upon your head as the world's worst raid chirpa. No, I don't think I, I think I'm good. You're eating breakfast. I think I've you? learned my lesson trying to take I'm eating breakfast and traveling and there's work being done on my house. So <laughs> You're making them work yeah, on Memorial trip. Day. How dare you make them work on Memorial Day? He asked. He was originally gonna come out on Wednesday and he goes, I can come out on Monday instead. Like, uh, okay, sure. Mm. And we'd like to thank Ducky and Dolphin for guesting last week that they were instrumental in helping us get our message across. Absolutely. And it, it was good of them to show up to the end of the studio and give us a hand with that episode. <laughs> Ducky, Ducky, Ducky got a little bit of work, but Dolphin, I really think, carried, carried that episode through and got us, got us home with it. So we'll see if they make a return trip at some point, but... It was good to have those them on its guests last week. So, Ducky and Dolphin, always good fun. <laughs> nice. Also, um, I can do that later on when I start talking about the respawn rants. That's fine. Never mind. Oh my word! There's a respawn rants. We didn't know. No, not really. It's just you don't have so, to do one. We don't want to force you to do one each week if you don't need to. You can just talk normally and just say, "This is my opinion for this week." Okay. Well, my opinion for this week is. So Nolis the Man, Brizzle, and Queen Anne's Revenge, we were all playing competitive pretty much most of the day yesterday, right? Cool. Yeah. And it's I'm so happy to know that I'm not the only one that absolutely hates the fact that Titans can one-shot you with every subclass. <laughs> so we're here we are. And this happens every time because I've been playing competitive with them a lot lately. And every time we'll be like on a, a four or five win streak. And then we'll get in a group. We'll get matched up with a bunch of titans, and they just completely destroy us. No matter what we do, they come around the corner with that one shot hammer, that one shot knee in the air, or whatever, and we're done. So, was this a hunter time. support group you had running, or was this a hunter and warlock split support group? Um, three, three hunters and a warlock. So yeah, Queen okay. Anne's was the warlock, but everybody else was a hunter. Well, it's good to know the hunters can get together and, and you know find find solace with each other. It's confirmed that Bungie, because we talked about this yesterday, not only does everybody at Bungie play Titan, which is why Titans never get nerfed, right? No, not as significantly as Hunters anyway, but they actually hate Hunters because not only are they messing with Hunters in every way they can imagine, 
but we completely didn't even account for the fact that they killed Cade. Could have killed Savala. Killed Cade. See? Bungie hates hunters. And I'm getting tired of it, Bungie. You better start nerfing some titans or buffing some hunters. Otherwise, I'm going to wag that finger at you like nobody's business. So this week at Bungie for May 23rd, 2019. As Season of the Drifter comes to a close, a new source of powerful rewards will emerge. The Drifter will return to his role as your Gambit hype man, and Benedict9940 is about to become your source for brand new secrets and rewards. Let's take a look at how this new perspective will be making some sweeping changes to your weekly routine. So basically what they're going to do is the Drifter's going to go back to doing what he does best, and the powerful bounties that you got from him are just going to be reduced, like in previous DLCs, where rather than maybe getting a powerful reward that will give you a plus five or even a plus 10 in light, it will drop down significantly. And the further and further we get into each DLC or each season, the previous season's DLC will drop down in light. So you won't be able to get as much from it, but you'll still be able to get something from it. So Bungie say power surge. Instead of a set of bounties, a new power surge quest will be your jumping off point for the season of opulence. You will need to complete this quest to access the new raid. Learning from the Season of the Forge, this quest must be completed only once per account. So what they've done is learn from the Forge, instead of having to do all three characters all through the same kind of story mission or quest to unlock the Forges, you just do the one thing on one character and it'll open it up for all three characters. And after one character completes the quest, alternative characters will be rewarded with the Surge gear at level 690. So that's good. So you, you don't have to worry about even leveling up alt characters if you've got one character that's at 700 and you take it through. Hopefully, when you go on the other characters, it'll be 690 pickups and then you can jump off from there. So you haven't got a rush in this last couple of weeks to try and get all three characters up to 700 if you can't do it. And that is a great change. I am very happy to see that they did that because I know one, wasn't there a quest that problem with some of the other characters? There wasn't like something. I remember something wasn't dropping because I remember doing it like day one with Jack Lee and Pony and them saying, hey, I can't get, you know, whatever this is to drop or whatever this is, this quest up is even to trigger on the second character. And it was broken for like a week or two. So I'm super happy. It's just you go, you complete it with one character, you're done. You're not having to do the same content again to unlock the same thing. So that's a good change. We also have Gambit bounties which are changing. They didn't want the rewards from the Drifter to be one of the primary sources of power following his run as a central character for Season the Drifter. So as a result, power boosts received from Gambit bounties will decrease once you've achieved 700 power. They will decrease even further once you've reached 720. So that's what we were explaining to you as the seasons go on. Each season knocks down the next season and the light becomes less significant. So the new season stuff will be your primary source. So Benedict will be your primary source of whatever they implement for him. And the new raid will be the highest light gains that you can get, whereas you can still do all your daily stuff and it will give you light progression. But, you know, it's not going to be plus 10, plus 5 light. It's only going to be like plus 1, plus 2 light. What they're trying to explain to everybody now is just get it right in your head what bounties you kind of... or what. Um, activities you need to do to kind of get your light in order the prime attunement so the prime attunement um, engrams that you get on day one the prime attunement will reset to two charges for each character you'll receive two new prime attunements even if you were playing right up to reset so if you've played all this time and you've maxed out your resets for your prime attunement or 
even if you've not played for a couple of weeks and you've got lots of prime achievement saved up, it's just going to be reset for every person across the board. So everyone starts on an even playing field. So the new Crown of Sorrow raid, we've had a lot of details come through from the Destiny dev team and it was signed off by Luke Smith. And he says, when we were building Vault of Glass in 2013, the notion that our raids would launch a competition around the world's first Destiny was only a dream. The me from Destiny 2013 certainly didn't imagine we'd have the opportunity to make a sweet championship belt and jackets. I kind of wish the hand from 2013 would remember that nerfing the Whisper was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been an incredible multi-year run. Bosses have fallen off ledges. Saw bearers have been clutch. Giant foes have created jaw-dropping moments. And the list goes on and on. With the Crown of Sorrows, we hope to add more memories to your time in Destiny Raids. World's first race in Destiny are attempting to deliver the following experiences. Power progression that challenges raiders to climb to compete for World's first. Showcase team communication, strategies, and player skill. A I watch- don't know what any of that is. A watchable and fair World's first race. So this year, or oh, this raid, they're going to kind of change things up. And hopefully they're trying to get more people included and inclusive into this raid. So even if you are just at 700, they're trying to get more and more people in because I think they want to make it a lot fairer. And they tried to do that. But unfortunately, with time zones, they're not going to be able to get as many people in as they hoped. But they say the world's first race is when our players test their metal in the raid for the first time. With Opulence, we want to try something different and make the raid available on day one. In an effort to make the raid race more fair and competitive, however, our best laid plans have turned into this multi-week cross-sensational power reward storage competition. So while they love seeing players find clever ways of leveraging game mechanics, we want to step back and look at what's going to be the best player experience for those competing and those watching. I just want to, I want to say something right here, right? So you said that Bungie loves seeing players test their metal. I understand why teaching you the raid was so hard. It's because you, my friend, made of plastic. Okay. You get it? You get it? <laughs> yeah. You get it? Look, one of those dad jokes, I guess. Whatever. Um, I'll, put some, I'll put some fake clapping in and laughing in, if you like. Oh, maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting their their continued focus on you know a watchable raid race, and yeah, some people are going to be streaming it, but not everybody is. I'm just waiting for someone someone to have completed it that you know is no one's streaming, nobody's watching. It'll just be hey, this team beat it. Who is this team? Who who are these people? Yeah, it just pops up on their screen. Says nobody. oh, it's been completed. Yeah, congratulations, Frozen right, so just beat the world's first. <laughs> <laughs> Come if on, that man. happens, then this right? raid clearly is is not the not the test that they're looking for. Yeah. Look, I'd, I'd definitely be up for it if it was a decent time. But unfortunately, at midnight when I have to get up for work, like in three hours' time, is not going to be work, not going to be possible this time. Listen, that's why God invented days off. Okay, take some. Oh man, continue on, mon frere. Okay, all right. you sound really echoey today. Because I'm on my headset, because I told you I'm traveling. Well, I will be. I'll be walking out the door here in a second. So players who want to compete 
will need to complete the power surge quest. So this is what we talked about earlier, where you're going to need to go through the quest to start off with on one character, and then it'll unlock for all three characters. And you need to do that part before you can even get into the raid. And Bungie reiterated this several times in the This Week at Bungie and the letter that Luke Smith wrote from the, the um, dev team. And it's pointed out so many times. So please, if you want to get into the raid, make sure you do the Power Surge quest and make sure it's unlocked. The first, I think that's going to be the first thing that we're all going to have to do anyway in game before you then go off and do your bounties and your other things to see if you can get yourself up high enough. So the Crown of Sorrow raid begins but on day it, one. What oh is the Power Surge quest? I'm guessing it's probably going to be something along the same lines as opening the forges, where you've got to go through missions and you've got to go and do like Listen, a strike or we're something. We're a professional streaming team here, okay? We don't guess. You should have this information ready and available at your fingertips for all of our inquiring minds to be satisfied. And as soon as Bungie tells us, we'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Respawn is walking through his kitchen, smashing everything in sight out of working. <laughs> yeah. That's not me, Bungie man. Has not Shut provided up. the amount of information. I'm building a narrative here. We're we're we're, we're telling stories of the mind. I want, I want people to imagine you walking through your kitchen, just smashing things, throwing plates down, out of rage that Bungie has not told us what this power surge bounty is going to be. What the little sweeper bot? Wait, that's what it is. The sweeper bot hands you his broom and says, "You know, this old tower is a mess." Please go clean it up. I'm going to need you to sweep out this tower, mop some floors. I'm going to need you to wipe down all the, all the dust and debris out of here. We need to get this new tower looking really good, really ship shape. That's what it is. You've got, to, you've got to run back through the zero hour mission and you've got to clean it up as you go. Exactly. With a broom. Oh, my the, God. The broom, no. the broom is no. your only weapon. No. The, the, to, to get the catalyst for the, for the exotic broom, you need to then mop. You need to run through with a mop and then mop up everything else after you've, after you've swept away all the debris and all the. You know the the enemies of the fallen. Instead of fallen, should be angry janitors standing you standing in your way, or school administrators. Should oh be, be a bully destiny crossover. I don't like this idea. In fact, I'm going to go as far as saying I hate this idea. <laughs> Sweeperbot is our season of opulence guide, so I mean he, you, we're going to have to sweep some things. Oh my god! Don't. Uh, I hope you've got your your broom emotes with you still, because you're actually going to need that to start the quest off. <laughs> that's radio. Uh, yes, I do have my broom emotes. No, I do not want to utilize that stuff. Step one of the of the quest is actually to go to Sweeperbot and spend forty five minutes sweeping with him in the room. At that <laughs> point, he will he will deem you worthy to give you the quest. He will give you a, se a seven ten broom. <laughs> Forget about trying to, you know, download and upload Destiny to your console or your PC. <laughs> That's what you've got to do for 45 minutes. Can't go off and do your, your bounties or anything. You've just got to do that. Nope, you, you've got to sweep. And, and actually, if you if you have a connect attached and you turn the connect on and actually sweep sweep in your own house, like, like if you clean your kitchen during this time, it actually cuts that time in half. So, moving on. <laughs> The Crown of Sorrow raid begins on day one of Season of Opulence at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is 7 p.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, and 9 a.m. for, I think that's uh, New South Wales? I don't know. 9 a.m. Australia, Australian Time. And here's what to expect. But they've taken additional steps to level the playing field for World's First Status. 
So all player power will be capped at power under each encounter within the raid for the first 24 hours. And the cap is called contest. So it's basically like a debuff or a, um, something that's going on. What are they called? Not debuff. Um, game mechanic, as Respawn put it the other week. So we've, we've got this new game mechanic called contest, which is going to cap your... Um, power level so it doesn't matter if you go into the raid at 715 which is what they previously said that the first encounter was going to be your power is going to be capped at 700 for that first encounter so while contest is active players will face an enforced challenge through throughout the raid so this means power beyond the certain levels will provide no advantage for a given fight so for example for the first fight all power above 700 won't provide an advantage and for the final fight power above 720 will not provide an advantage so even if you've managed to get to 715 before the raid starts you are going to be in a better position by the time you get to the end of the raid rather than somebody starting at say 700 and going into the raid and then getting gear drops you are going to progress better if you can do your bounties and get some powerful rewards before you go into the raid so you, those six hours if you're going for it you there is still a reason for why you would still kind of try and power level your, your one of your characters through at least but it's not going to make a difference if you are 730 or even 715 by the time you get to the last encounter it's there is going to be that power cap for the first 24 hours they say that after 24 hours they will disable contests and restore the power raid relationship to its usual functionality. Then players will be able to leverage their power to overcome the rage challenge. Their goal for this cap was progression that challenges raiders to climb to compete for Worlds First, a Worlds First race that tests your skill, communication and strategy, and a Worlds First that is fairer. They're going to deploy an update at 8am Pacific Standard Time, that's 1pm Eastern, 4pm Greenwich and 1am in Australia or Sydney time. So there's a couple of hours difference the other way. And the game will be down for two hours. So that's 10am Pacific. Add your two hours for your other regions so that many players as possible can get through and download and verica- download and the verification steps and be ready for the opulence launch. So then hopefully everybody will then have six hours because I think there was a lot of concerns raised over the um, especially from PlayStation side, I was hearing of the download and the verification steps. Last time there was an update, it took like an hour. I think last update that the Xbox got, people were going through the zero hour mission at least an hour before. So Xbox just had to sit back and watch. So with this, they're hoping to kind of mitigate any of that that's going on. I mean, I remember Rise of Iron sitting in the, the load lobby, just going round and round and round. I mean, it was midday. For us here, I think it was about 5 a.m. for you. I'm sorry, 7 a.m. for you, parody. And we all just like sitting in chat, playing other games, waiting for one person to get in, watching Twitch and the Twitters to see if anyone was going to be able to get into it. So that took a good couple of hours for that. So this this seems like a really nice... Well, I'll just say, this seems like a really nice change. Like, it seems like of all the... Uh, you know, there, you know, you can still go and grind and still raise your power level up but you're not being penalized for it. And it's not like they're saying you can only grind to 720 and then we're going to cap your power. So you can grind as much as you want. and It's not going to hurt you later on, but it's also not going to help you in that day one rate. I think that's a nice, a nice middle ground balance between the two. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really good idea because it's hopefully just going to test the people to kind of 
do the working out. It's obviously going to be a li- little bit more complicated than a DPS phase. You know, it sounds like it's maybe a little bit more like, um, it sounds like it's going to be a bit more like Kingsfall, where there are mechanics as well as DPS parts. So you've got to think your way through it. And I think it's going to, you know, I think something like that will keep the community quite happy that it's not just DPS, but there are DPS points in it, which is why the whisper was taken back slightly and why, you know, the sleeper was taken back. So hopefully something like that, it's, you know, it's going to be a mixture of both. So you don't have to rely on just powering through with your light and just going, Oh, we can do this boss in one phase. If we can just do this mechanic and then it's just DPS. It's going to be a mixture of both, at least for the first 24 hours anyway. Yeah. yeah I think it's sort of nice sort of take away, you know, I mean, maybe not take away the motivation, but take away that huge push to say, I need to be, you know, 750 or I need to be, you know, absolutely max level in, in this day one race. And, you know, saying you can do that, but it's not going to help you at all. So again, it's nice to you. Even if you're a streamer sitting out there, you can say, I can, I can go and grind up to 720. And then I can just say, okay, I'm you know I'm good at 720. Let's have some fun with the game until the raid comes out, or or you can grind all the way up like you normally have in the past. But it takes you know a little bit of that pressure off. You're not having these folks doing you know 18 hours, 24 hour streams, or you know even just playing the game for that long. I think a little more mental health would be good for some of these folks who who maybe want to compete in this, but not have to then say, okay, I need to take you know I need to take three days off work. I need to sit sit in front of my console or my PC all that time and do nothing but grind, nothing but grind, which you know, isn't that fun? Just grinding for light. So it's nice to you. Know, it's nice to say you can grind to a point, and then again, obviously, and, and but yeah, then it doesn't hurt you. you. You can still do all that grinding, and, and the game doesn't penalize you for it. It doesn't say, oh, you know, none of the ZXP counts after seven twenty. It's it's going to be fun. I think it's opened it up to a lot of other players to come in, which is nice. Whereas, you know, you've got these um, clans that maybe everybody is sitting around 700 now and they're thinking, Oh, this is interesting. You know, if we do a little bit of grinding for like the first couple of hours, just enjoy the game and get into it, get a few power surges going and maybe we'll jump into it. Maybe if we've got like people at 705 to 710, we'll give it a go. And we, you, they may find that that's how the world's first is actually beaten. You actually get these other teams that are in there that are good at, communication good at working out these puzzles and can get through it but they you know they're not necessarily the streamers and i think that's a good thing i mean even like i I was saying to you beforehand i if it wasn't at midnight for me it'd be something i'd be interested in doing with even you guys just to go in and have a bit of fun and see if we could kind of work it out no no, no. No fun here's respawn to ruin our fun obviously respawn would not be invited into the raid team It'd be everybody but Respawn. We're going to need the world's worst Destiny Raid Sherpa to lead us through. Not the second worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. No, I think I'm going to have to go with my normal Raid team for this instead of my own clan. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. Um, the guys we've been playing with lately, they're pretty competent. Um, it's just, you know, Night Demon, they can't seem to follow instructions. And for those that watched the video and saw and saw our really poor attempt at me teaching them how to do the raid, I want to point out that in the beginning, I'm sitting here talking to Night Demon, right? I said, hey, don't kill that guy. He kills that guy. Don't pick up that orb. He picks up the orb. Do not deposit the orb. He deposits it. This is why we can't have nice things 
is because of Night Demon. Well, we knew that. <laughs> so, so am I a bad teacher? 100%. I'll tell yes. you, I, I suck at transferring my knowledge. But when you're sitting there telling somebody not to do something, and they're blatantly doing it anyway, my teaching becomes irrelevant, and you just got to understand that some people are unteachable. It's just a sparrow race, though. Just a sparrow race. Oh, by the way, when you get to the end, there's some buttons you have to hit real quick before the... Oh, we're all dead now. But it's just a sparrow race. Don't worry. It is just, just a sparrow, a sparrow race. race. And there's this big sun behind you to give you a lot of motivation. I don't see the problem. He was very warm. I felt very warm and loved that entire time by the big sun as he just, you know, came and enveloped me time after time because I am not a sparrow racing champion. The bungees say if the experiment goes well... We can imagine future raid launches with contests active. So, but first, they want to see how this one plays out. So, they have a, a few um, notices for the preparation for Crown of Sorrow. As soon as Season of Opulence kicks off on the 4th of June, the world's first race of her Crown of Sorrow raid will begin. To help illustrate a more definitive starting line, we've provided vital information that day one contenders should be aware of. So players will not be able to access the Crown of Sorrow raid if they have not yet completed the Season of Opulence Power Surge quest. We cannot reiterate this more times in this podcast than they do in the TWARP. So get sweeping. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to need... I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Reddit to be filled with people being like, I can't get into the raid. What do I have to do? And everyone going, there's a quest you have to do. You have to finish the quest. Why do I have to do this? No one told me this. Yes, they did. Mm. They did. Many we times. are... Finish your power surge quest. Sweep your house. It's going to look beautiful afterwards. They See, say even you say you're waiting for Reddit. You you're waiting for someone to go on Reddit and say this. But what not you someone? Really mean everyone. Is me. Okay, but what you're really waiting for is me to jump in the band chat and say, uh, "Guys, how do you start the raid?" We're <laughs> like, you are on a podcast. Like the we moment, this. like the moment where Night Demon linked you to one of our old episodes for the question you asked this past week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a show you could listen to that, that walked through in depth the steps you needed to take to accomplish the thing you were trying to accomplish admittedly he wasn't on that episode when i went back and checked i think it was just you and me, you and me that one uh he's he's got a he's got a podcast app yeah he could have it's not hard to find to us yeah, we gave awesome. some good information that week yeah it's not hard to find do you turn to the hundred com or wherever you find yes, find podcasts but- but you're all forgetting the very important thing. I don't listen to my own podcast, so there's that. You, you don't listen to the conversation you're currently having, let alone the one that you had in the past that was recorded and given out to the people. I'm you're not, not. You're too busy driving in your car and just shouting at me every now and then. But I'm listening. Otherwise, how would I know what to shout at you for? Duh. I'm not but sure you've you got, are. You've got the listening skills of a goldfish. You're you're listening to what I'm saying and then responding and shouting, but you're not taking it in. Okay, first of all, goldfish listen just fine. Their memory sucks. And on that note, yeah, yeah, you're right. There you go. (laughs) So even after the raid unlocks at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, this will apply to all members in the fire team. We'll have more information on this experience as we get closer to the June 4th. Players who join in progress during the Crown of Sorrow raid's first encounter will spawn in dead outside the encounter space. To mitigate this issue, all fighting members must join up in orbit prior to the launch of the Crown of Sorrows raid activity. So those are just kind of two things that they've managed to find out whilst testing. 
you have to do the power surge bounties and make sure that you load up in your fire team in orbit before you go into the raid. Isn't that how all the raids have kind of worked? If someone joins you, they they come in dead, and you have to wipe to then get that person. Yeah, out. but I know this all was a D one. I haven't raided enough in D two to 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 tell. But I remember, I remember like when someone everybody would, would dies. Vote. somebody could use a token to res him, but then you're down a token. Yeah, true. So true. It, yeah, I, start fresh. Okay, yeah, because I remember like you know Vault of Glass and things were. Like you'd be down below and they would bring your new person in like up top where you then couldn't get to. So yeah, maybe I was thinking it brings them in dead, but there was no way to get to that person to res them. Yeah, this one's, they said they spawn outside the encounter. So unlike where you could just fly into the Leviathan and then join on the person that's already flown in, you won't be able to do it this time at the moment anyway. Guess we'll find out. Or we won't. Respawn will tell us with his, with his new raid team, with his new friends that'll, that'll all be streaming that we can watch day one. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna see respawn on the day one team. That's not his clan. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna expect a co-stream because, because I, I, I'm, I'm gonna watch you as, as you make your way through this raid and you know emerge victorious with your sweet jacket and your, I'm actually, and your I'm raid actually championship on, on belt. On Tuesday that it comes up, so so that's not gonna be uh, an impossible goal for me. Um, I go to work Wednesday, <laughs> but I'll be off Tuesday before the raid. Well, you've got to beat it. You've got to beat it by Wednesday, then. I'm going to expect a co-stream because so we're going to put it. We're going to the next podcast is going to be nothing but but your audio and your gameplay from that co-stream of the world's first raid attempt. It's going to be amazing. We, I can absolutely do that. I can, we're we're going to have to have an exp, expletive friendly feed because it's going to be nothing but like a four hour streak of expletives. That's all it's going to be. Look, I can't promise you that. I can promise. I can make a promise that I'll I'll do the raid and I'll try to get a team together and we'll do the the world's first but if you're expecting a clean chat uh no no that's what i'm saying i'm not I, I, no no I, i'm expecting a 100 expletive chat i'm not expecting any clean communication at all just oh, a string of expletives okay. for four hours that's all that's what that's what i've come to expect and that's <laughs> that's what i know you can deliver for us yeah but my team is usually yelling at yelling at me that's why i yell at you guys because that's how the that's... information was passed to me <laughs> <laughs> no, see, see, the proper way to learn how to raid is is a calm British voice telling you how to walk through it. It's very similar to having you know a soothing AI tell you in the event of an emergency the steps to take so your spaceship doesn't blow up. If your soothing <laughs> if, AI if, is failsafe, we might have bigger problems. Um, if there's not, if there's not a calm British voice telling you how just how badly you've screwed up and the steps you need to take to not screw up next time, I don't know how you learn to raid otherwise. That's that's how I learned to do pretty much every raid we have was the soothing British voice of. Paraday, here's what you've done again. Here's how you screwed us this time. Stop putting your bubble up in front of people. It's not helping. Oh, speaking of bubbles, yesterday, oh my God. So yesterday we're playing Gambit Prime, right? And one of our new guys had a rocket launcher. And one day, and, and, and we're, we're doing damage to the primeval and he just dies. And then he goes, somebody stepped in front of me. I said, obviously, you didn't get the memo. In this clan, we don't use rocket launchers <laughs> because one of your clanmates is 100% going to walk in front of you. It is a, safe, it is a safety violation. We have I the sound of the this, wall. Right? It's been zero days since a rocket launcher-based friendly <laughs> fire incident. Right. So I told him this, and after this primeval, one or two matches later, he dies again. And he goes, you know, I was warned, and yet still <laughs> I tried to use the rocket launcher. <laughs> You, you can't do that in this clan. If your clan tag says frozen, you're no longer allowed to use rocket launchers literally ever if no. you have another clan member on your team. Yeah, nope. no, that's true. 
Yeah, there's there's just no way around it. You might think you can jump and get out of the way, but inevitably somebody else will have the same thought you do, and then you will just blow each other up. It's There's no way through. I'm not saying we've outlawed rocket launchers, but uh, it's not generally a good idea. So good luck to anybody that's going to try the raid on day one, um, especially Respawn and his newly um, formed team. Uh, Parody, did you want to take us through the Eververse update? Seeing as somebody's driving in their car and can't really read any notes. The Eververse update, or as the uh, the headline I saw this week, Destiny makes major changes to the Eververse store for about the millionth time. So once again, we have a huge change to Eververse. Again. With the Seasons of Opulence, we're making some changes to the Eververse store. We have two main goals for the changes we're making to Eververse in the Season of Opulence. One, we will now have Direct Pick. Every new Eververse item in Season of Opulence will be available for direct purchase via Silver or Bright Dust. Most of these offers will be time-limited with new items available each week. So, again, things will be available, you'll be able to buy them, you'll be able to buy them on the proper day, or they're gone. And we're also going to have Greatest Hits. During the Season of Opulence's Bright Ingram will contain a collection of community-favorite legacy items with a focus on Best of Year One. If you missed out on Spicy Ramen or the Selfie Emote, the Season of Opulence is your chance to get those emotes back. So yeah, we're going to have new emotes where you can actually buy them with Silver or Bright Dust, mainly Bright Dust because who has Silver? And if you've missed any of the emotes in the past, or you know if you're still hunting that one that you were off that week, you didn't have to get it, never dropped for you, you'll be able to pick that up in the greatest hits with the Bright Engrams. So that's a nice change. You'll be able to actually buy what you want instead of rolling the dice going, okay, okay, Sunride Warrior, Sunride Warrior, no, never going to get it. We're also going to have some additional details about armor. So full armor sets will be made available as a single per-class bundle as opposed to being offered only via Bright Engrams. Individual armor pieces can also be purchased for Bright Dust whenever they appear on the storefront. These armor pieces feature a fixed perk rolls that are not randomized across duplicates. So once you get one, don't keep any others unless it's a better color. And even then, just throw it in the trash. Don't put it in your vault. You don't need six of them. We're also going to have a simpler interface. Specific items are now featured on the front page and will be cycled with each weekly reset. Most offers will be time-limited to make way for rotating inventory, with some coming back into rotation at a later date, and inevitably some not. Players can access the new interface by visiting Tess in her usual tower location. So now, when you're running around and someone can stream shops have new inventory from Borderlands, it is now viable for Tess as well, because shops will have new inventory. Ooh, and we're going to have wrapped items and refunds. Individual items purchased for silver will now go to the relevant character inventory location in a wrapped state. That's wrapped with a W. It's going to have some saran wrap around it so it stays fresh. So example, a sparrow purchased directly for silver will arrive wrapped in the sparrow inventory. To use an item, it must be opened like a bundle, or unwrapped. Once opened, the item functions and can be accessed normally. If you wish to refund an item, you will have seven days from purchase to do so. Items that can be opened cannot be refunded. So it's just like going to a store. You go to a store, you buy a thing, you bring it home in the box. You get home and go, why did I buy this? You can bring it back to the store with your receipt and get your refund back. Same thing now with tests. If, if you're sitting here in your, drunken fe- in your drunken fugue after your raid attempt with the Frozen Clan, and you spend $900 on engrams and $900 on you know, new sparrows and ghosts, wake up the next morning and go, oh God, what have I done? You can bring those things wrapped back to test at Eververse for a refund. Just don't open the box yet. Don't open the box and you'll be fine. You just can't put it back in the box. No, you can never put it back in the box. All the changes go live on day one of the season of opulence. As always, we'll be monitoring how all this works, eager to hear what you think, what you don't like. And uh, yeah, 
So once again, a new season, a new change to Eververse, new emotes to go get, new shaders to, to chase after. And uh, as Batman had Alfred, Iron Man had Jarvis, we now have our player support team. This is their report. Shall I take this or do you want to take this night, Demon? You can take this. <clears throat> you can carry on. I can continue reading. Got it. Yeah. After Season of the Drifter concludes on June 4th, so everybody, June 4th, that's your end date. You know, don't be like me and wake up June 3rd and go, I wonder how many weeks I have left. None. None weeks. June 4th is when the season concludes. Don't forget, there's a Power Surge bounty thing. Is it a quest that you have to do? I think it's a quest you have to do before you can do anything else. And that's on June 4th, right? Yeah? yeah. Good. So June 4th, and, and for those of you not in the U.S., that's the 4th of June. So, you know, 6446, however your calendar reads, that's the date you're looking for. Ah, oh, but saying that, is it the 5th of June for the Aussies? Aussies don't count. They live in some sort of alternate, they live in some sort of alternate dimension. This is June 4th as, as Bungie, Bungie Main Time, BMT, Bungie Main Time, which is on the <laughs> west coast of the U.S. It is June 4th there. It may be June 7th on the moon, but it's June 4th in the world of Bungie, as they're all sitting around their theater with their big screens up watching us all fail at the raid they've created. So on June 4th, if you're on the U.S., possibly June 5th, but mostly June 4th, the following weapons will be unavailable to unlock as their respective vendors for a limited time. An issue was discovered late in development, and we are working on a fix for a future patch. So they do say everyone's favorite gun, everyone's absolute favorite, the service revolver from Commander Zavala won't be available for purchase. And the last perdition pulse rifle from Lord Shax will also not be available. Something is broken. Maybe they were never dropping. Maybe the guns don't actually exist. But the service revolver from Commander Zavala and the last perdition pulse rifle from Lord Shax will not be available to purchase on June 4th, June 4th, June 4th. When the season of opulence begins, they're working on a patch That'll be fixed at some point. So if you're looking for these guns, if you want a couple copies of them, turn in your tokens, go, you know, go buy them from the vendors now, but add them to, to the loot pool. Cause it doesn't say they won't drop from the loot pool. You just can't purchase them from the vendors. And that's what the next part says. If you've already received it, it'll continue to be available as random drops. Players who do not unlock these weapons by June 4th will be able to acquire the weapons once they are addressed in a future update. It is worth noting, however, that pursuit rewards such as the recluse, the oxygen SR3, and 21% delirium will continue to be available. Just once, not a thousand times, hopefully. Well, or unhopefully, but just once, those will be available for you. And now we have news around the, the Twitterverse, the Redditverse, the Forumverse. Is everybody telling us the things that should have been in the uh, TWAB and aren't? <laughs> Do you want me to take this one? Go for it. Okay, so we have... Some news roundups from Reddit, Twitter, and the forums, and we'll link all of these in the show notes at the end. Cosmo has said that you'll be able to launch this new six-man activity from Orbit or the director, and that's on Reddit. He's also said if there is any new information regarding the nerfs, they will let us know as soon as they can, and that was on a Twitter post. For He's maximum to... rage. <laughs> he will let the team... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Respawn. Respawn's muted again. Because he, he disappeared. Hang on, baseball. Hang on. Hang on. I think he muted himself because he's probably yeah. driving. No, there you go. He's he doesn't want us to hear, us, hear him scream. No, I've been another. yelling at you guys this whole time, man. <laughs> oh. I, we didn't mute you. You yeah, come back muted. Yeah, we, we didn't mute you this time. I, I will tell you if I mute you. I didn't do it. I haven't even had the Discord window up. It probably thought you were AFK again. No, I'm back home now. So now you just got to worry about like power tools in the other room. 
Oh, good. Cosmo also said he'll let the team know if there is anything interesting from the community to have a PvP game mode where it's just guns. He'll also let the team know that the community would like to play Scorch again. So that's with the Scorch cannons. And that's a forum post, and we'll link that in the show notes. He's also said on Reddit, and I think it's, it was Twitter as well, info on the buffs and preview of the pinnacle weapons will be next week, and I think he's handling that himself. Um, they'll talk more about crucible changes this summer, and that's on Reddit. And they tried to be more transparent about the nerfs last week, and I think that's from the torrent of rage they've had from Reddit. They also want to point out, or Cosmo also wants to point out, that the picture shown in the TWAB is just a featured list of items from the Eververse store. There's going to be an additional tab that's next to it, or you tab across, and that'll show you the rest of the items that are available for Bright Dust. And the majority of the items will still be available for Bright Dust, and you can cycle through those. Only some of the items will be available for Silver only this season. And there are Reddit posts, um, DMG on Reddit as well, and the forum posts all in those specific items hashtag bright dust so collect your bright dust spend your bright dust go to your bright dust store take your bright dust out of your bright dust wallet and give it to the bright dust vendor bright dust on june 4th yes they say a small amount of items will be available for direct purchase with silver only they will highlight these items via at bungie and they are when they are live on the storefront the best of year one engrams available in season of opulence will only have year one items for e- from Eververse. And that's from DMG on Reddit. And they wanted to make sure that they were transparent about the changes to Eververse now. They didn't want the community to be blindsided with a new interface day one, giving players details on what to expect now. And again, you do the power surge quest once. You can pick up the armor on any character. The Power Surge bounty is the introduction to the new season, and you need to do it before you do the raid. So when do I need to do this Power Surge bounty? <laughs> the day you want to do the raid. Hmm. hmm. And prob- possibly the day before, because like, like we said, if it's long like the uh, Black no, Armory... you can't do the day before. It's not there the day before. Well, it's well, only there well, from well, the well, No, but I'm saying you, know, you may need some time to do it if it's long like the Black You know, We don't know if it's going to be a Black Armory... Forge unlock type power surge bounty, or if it's just to be, hey, go play the story mission, it'll take you five minutes. So, you know, give yourself some time. It may be something longer than go jump into this heroic story and, you know, finish this out before you can get into the raid. It may be something a little longer. So don't think you're going to pick this up and then go raid in 10 minutes. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. We're going to find out. But June 4th, when you have your Bright Dust in hand, you will learn all the secrets the Seeds of Opulence has in store for you. DMG has responded to a couple of posts on Reddit and Twitter. On feedback regarding the blackout in T3 Reckoning, rewards and more, DMG will make sure that the team is aware of the feedback for the post-sandbox tuning world. And I think that was something that you highlighted, Respawn, wasn't it, last week, with the nerfs that are happening, um, what's going to happen with the Tier 3 Reckoning and blackout, and yep. you know, people generating their supers quite quickly. With this nerf of them getting their own supers back, it's going to affect things like the Reckoning. And I think Absolutely. that's why Absolutely. people were people were kind of voicing their opinions, let's just say that. Because right now, the, the, one of the most predominant things in the Reckoning is, uh, especially Tier 2, um, is the Tether Hunter, because you got to have orbs. you got to have orbs so that your Warlock can keep putting wells down, especially this week where it's attrition, where you don't get health back, right? So you need those wells. You need, you need everything you can down at all times, and that's when the Tether Hunters come in place. 
So they need to be able to get their super back. Otherwise, your whole team gets wiped. And we we do it pretty efficiently. We waste almost no time uh, doing this tier two. And still, when we kill the boss, we only have like a minute left, right? So yeah. it's it's not by all means, um, oh, we have, you know, 10 minutes left. Because when you start the encounter, you have five, right? Yeah. So when you run through this, if you don't have everybody working together in sync, you're not going to get it. That's just how it is. And if they nerf these weapons and armor pieces and whatnot, then are they going to adjust enemies accordingly? Right? Like, that's, what I, that's one of the things I was yelling about when you guys muted me. And yes, you did. Shut up. Is um, they're talking about, you know, they're making this new raid and this and that and the other. And you said, well, that, that's why they nerfed these weapons and these armor pieces. But is it? So when I go into this raid, is it is it going is the difficulty going to be adjusted due to now we don't have the orb generating and and super recovering armor pieces that we previously had, or is it still going to be the same stuff, different day, but now we don't have the equipment to do it? You it's know? gonna it's gonna be tuned for your light level and the changes because all their yeah. playtesting has been in with the current changes they're making to the season. Yeah, right. you'd, you'd hope they kind of they've tuned you'd the raid a lot of things. But they've tuned the raid at least. Let's let's look at it that way. They've tuned the raid. That's why these guns were changed, and this is why the orb generation thing was changed. They've tuned the raid, but things like the tier three reckoning, which the people like you were bringing up last week, um, maybe it's something they've looked at. Maybe it's something they've gone. Well, people can still do this in our playtest. We still managed to do this. We'll just leave it as it is and see how the community get through. I mean, it could be something that the community still managed to get through quite easily it's only through the thousands and millions of people playing that they're going to actually find out whether it is still possible and things like that we're going to have to leave it up to us play testing it for them and then giving them feedback to be honest right um speaking of nerfs let's go ahead and do a shout out to lily billy he uh left us a comment saying i hope this isn't just another podcast about people bitching about the nerfs so uh, Demon reached out to him and said, hey, was it your worst fear? And he goes, yeah, but I'll listen anyway. So shout out to the guy that knows what we're doing and still decides to tough it out with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, okay, so DMG has responded to something I think a lot of people were asking on Reddit. It was a post that I saw go up the other day regarding having to force players to keep tracking their quests after they've completed a step. Um, so say for like if you were doing like the Lunas Howl or the, the Red Ricks, it, every step that you, you do and you've completed it, it flashes up on your screen, you've done it. You then have to go back into your inventory, highlight the item and track it again. And I think a lot of people are saying, can we stop doing that? If we're tracking that quest, can it just stay as a tracked quest? So he says a, he shot a question to the team last night on the topic. He's got a bit of info where it's at in the development floor. This isn't necessarily a bug where something is outright broken and preventing the tracking feature from working, but some wake from the way in which quests evolve from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. The UI backend of the quests going from step to step has changed between games, so tracking features wasn't being applied from step to step. Bounties or triumphs in particular only have one step to track, so this, is, this isn't felt there just on quests. He says it will take a bit of time for the team to create a, a change that would address the feedback at hand, which is also being prioritized against other work that the team has on their plate. 
That said, the team is looking into this for future updates. With each quest that we add to the game, we understand that the quality of life uh, request resurfaces time and time again. This won't be addressed in Season of Opulence, but the plan is to touch it in a further update. And they'll give you an update when they have more specific information and a time frame for the fix. Until then, you'll need to hit the quest page between each step to track it. There is a Reddit post if you wanted to contribute anything that you wanted to for that. Thank you. You Thank got you. through it. You got through it. You did it. Yay. Cue applause. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking the same thing. That was that was painful to listen to. I it just whew. Look, I you know every week because... I'd have to pull you here for two hours. <laughs> painful letting me read off a piece of paper that I don't actually read beforehand. So you're just going to have to suck it up. We're getting no, the numbers. I, we suck it up. That's why we're here every two years. But every two years. Every, <laughs> every week for two hours. <laughs> right, the last yeah. show did feel, did feel two years long. Correct. But yeah. Well, welcome, back right. to, welcome back to year four of uh, <sighs> Two Titans and a Hunter. I'm getting better. I swear I'm getting better. Um, in my mind, I'm getting better. If you're going by. Yeah, there you in go. My <laughs> it's Where's your metric? This thing needs to be adjusted very badly. Oh, come on. You remember the first couple of episodes, I was messing up literally every word. Now, I'm, you know, it's, it, I can read a whole sentence and then mess up. You can. It's very impressive. Yes. I did look at this block of text going, should we let him read that? Yeah, I bet you did. And when I, when I, when I had to copy and paste it, I thought... <laughs> I'm going to have to read that, aren't I? I really, they're, not, they're just going to do that on purpose. I mean, I, well, I would be happy to read it. Because but... we find joy at your expense. Actually, no, that's, that's it. We just find joy at your expense. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say more than two words without repeating myself six times and stuttering all over the place. Respawn just doesn't pay attention to the conversation he's having and you can't read. We are the amazing trio of podcasters. That's why we're talking to people, not trying to write things or do this on the fly. Because clearly <laughs> that, imagine, that would not go well. Could you imagine if, if, he didn't, if he didn't get our ragtag group together and he just tried to do this on his own, what every podcast would be like? You would hear the children reading. Yeah. You'd be like, Ch- child, come, come read this paragraph for me. They can read Which better than me. I swear they can. Which would be adorable. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You're supposed to make life better for your children. So, I mean, you know, the disadvantages you have growing up trying to read in, in the UK, they can now read properly. They can. You know, with or without the extra use. I think if we just add some extra use, you would feel much more at home. Switch the dates around. See, see, he's trying to he's trying to do real world conversions from British English to American English, and that's what trips him up. Mm. If he was reading in his native tongue, this wouldn't be a problem. His native tongue of stutter. <laughs> that's no that's Sorry. my native tongue. <laughs> oh yeah well he's 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 you know learning your language it would seem no i'm just teasing right so i gotta give you a hard time otherwise you know who would i be a couple more posts from dmg on reddit they are making exotic quests account scoped rather than per character is something the team is looking into we've gotten a lot of feedback from players not wanting to do the same thing multiple times per character amen also, this week, they're collecting various threads for feedback items to update community priorities on their list. They'll make sure that things like dropping into competitive games outnumbered and getting penalised is included. Also, the last thing that DMG has responded to on Reddit is the last hand ornament will be available in Season of Opulence. So if you don't know what this is, this is the ornament for the 
um, Ace of Spades, the hand cannon that we got way back in the beginning of Forsaken. If you pre-ordered Forsaken, you got the skin for the gun, and they said it was going to become available, I believe it was around January time, but they haven't been able to get it into the game until now. It's going to be available season of options. So now your pretty gun can be pretty. And also, I did see some Iron Ruby uh, shaders, so they were finally able to get that fixed, and I think I trashed all of more <laughs> shaders in my life. I have the one true shader, but I, but I was actually seeing it dropping from from the game and from breaking out a weapon. So they did finally fix that and actually get it into the Iron Banner before Season of the Drifter ended. So the other stuff, Triple Infamy is in Gambit this week on the weekly reset from May 28th until June 4th. So that's up until the Season of Opulence. And don't forget that two hours that it's taken down beforehand to do the update for Opulence. With that in mind... Desks Up has made a Reddit post uh, pointing out how many points that you can get towards your infamy whilst just doing the civic duty bounties, which are not stepping into Gambit. And he's worked out the points that you can get from that. So I've linked a, um, I've linked his Reddit post. And you know, wasn't it something like you could get like twelve thousand points, or I think it's like twelve thousand six hundred points from never stepping foot into Gambit, just doing the other Drifter bounties. So if you hate Gambit and don't listen to the Drifter. Go grab the bounties, go run around the world and do other things, and you can basically reset your gambit rank once. Yeah. During this triple infamy week. So you could go for your twenty one percent delirium without actually doing gambit. Which good you times. should because it's fantastic. It's a very good gun. Now you're gonna make me read this next bit, aren't you? <laughs> look at look how long it is. Look how you, long it is. You don't have to. I'm ha- I'm happy to read it and stumble through just as well. You can read it and stumble through then. So Parody is going to take us through the tips and tricks section, last bit of our um, podcast for this week. Yeah, we're going to try and but... keep it short this week. <laughs> we'll leave Respawn ranting at the end that will just fade out into nothing. I don't have a rant this week. I know you don't. Well, there we go. See, but there's obviously we'll... something you want to tell us this week. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Just, just you can start ranting and then just go silent and we'll fade you out. So it'll sound like we faded you out. And really, there was nothing there to fade out. Tips and tricks. Tips for the opulent raid. If you have the callus armor, then it might give you advantages as such as dealing extra damage or etc. with the mod. So if you've got some callus armor, or going back to callus for this new raid, those armor pieces might be something that helps well, we, you. We think we have next raid callus, and from what I remember is that you could put mods, couldn't you? There's specific mods that are built into the armor that if it will recharge your grenades faster or do more damage on a specific subclass. Do you remember that, uh, respawn? Yes. So I'm thinking that if we're going back to the Leviathan, those uh, armor pieces with the mods on did more damage to various different enemies. And, they did, yep. And, Up to uh, 20% more, in fact. Did they do charge rate as well? I can't remember if they did charge rate as well on certain things. No, it just... Okay, so the initial stuff that came on the armor increased your damage, but you took more damage as well. The upgraded versions just gave you the damage increase without you taking any extra damage. They didn't do anything as far as charge rates or anything like that. Now, there's other mods that can drop that'll increase all that stuff for you. But as far as just the basic ones that come in the raid, then no, they don't recharge anything. They just give you extra damage. Oh, no, there was there was one if you um, killed it. I'm sure where they got the um, taking armaments from. If you killed a, an enemy with a melee or a grenade, you got um, heavy dropped on the floor. I do believe that was one of them, wasn't it? On the gauntlets. Do you remember that? Yeah. 
something yeah. like that. So if you have got the armor, pull it back out of your collections just and have a look to see if you can put those mods on there, because that may be an advantage going into if we are on the Leviathan for raiding. Go on then, Parody. You carry on. Yes, so Parody. our next carry bit on. is the power level delta misconceptions. So the Darian on Reddit has put together long posts with lots of data and lots of numbers. Basically, it's similar to the power deltas like we were talking about in Iron Banner, where it's not like if you're 750 and 749, that's to be a huge drop off. There's you know there's sets of numbers. So you know the Darian goes on to say that you know in particular talking about the new raid. So when we say first off when we say power deltas, it's similar when we talk about Iron Banner and say you know here's you know if you're if you're a 750 power. You're doing the same damage as I believe it was I don't know, ten points in Iron Banner or whatever. So we'll just say we'll say ten points for the sake of argument. So if you're you know between seven forty and seven fifty, you're basically in the same tier of power. You're going to do the same level of output, the same level of damage, whether you're seven forty to seven fifty. Just like if you're you know ten ten levels less than that, you'll do the same tier of damage. So being you know seven forty eight versus seven fifty isn't going to give you any difference. You know as long as you're in that same delta, that same tier of damage. So. You know, for the new raid, Bungie has implemented their new contest mode where the power levels are locked to a certain cap for each counter, for each encounter. This has led to people talking about how the new raid is locking into certain deltas where they are below an encounter for a certain amount. For example, you know, if your final encounter is locked at a maximum of 720 light, you are stuck on a damage delta below 720, whether it's, you know, 715 to 720 or 716 to 721. And because this is all community data, there's some disagreement on where exactly those those levels are and those drop-offs are. Therefore, your actual specific power level doesn't matter as long as you are in that range. So a 716 Guardian will have the exact same damage as a 720 Guardian, because again, you're in that same tier of power. Again, whatever the exact numbers are, but you're, you're in that range as long as you're within about five or six points of it. So the Darian has done the research and saying, I'm here today to clear up that this is false. Every power level does make a difference. And exactly how much of a difference it makes depends on which bracket of the 10 power levels you're in. For example, every power level from 21 to 30 below the activity actually grants the same change to the damage, which is a different value from how much each power level affects you in the 31 to 40 bracket. So basically, if you don't want to read his long post, he goes on to say that, you know, too long didn't read. If you want to see how power levels actually work in D2, it is not heavily spread in the system of deltas or system of tiers. And uh, Cost Gaming has a video on it. It's still accurate to this day, and the whole point of my my post is to prove that what he says holds true in more modern settings. His you know this video he links to is nine months old now, and in a natural raid setting, where it's a test where in a nightfall using the card to drop his light. So basically, what he's saying is you know every every level does does matter for these raid encounters. So you know whereas in Iron Banner, if you're within that same power level, same power level delta or same tier, I'm going to say tier instead of delta it's easier to understand i think he's just pointing out of the, the the different deltas that you can go through so that if you're going into the raid what to kind of aim for with your light to be at a rough you know like you were saying you don't need to be at 720 if you are kind of in that delta of 716 you may still be putting out the same damage as a 720 just because it's capped at that point there were these deltas like with iron banner so if you were with the Iron Burden off, if you were fighting somebody at 700 power and you were 600, there was only two deltas that you were going through. He's saying that that's false. There are several minute deltas that you're going through. Ah, uh, okay. So you there's know, still, uh, there's, still uh, there's still deltas, there's still tiered, so they're just smaller than we think. Yeah, and 
Oh, I think Bungie did a graph, didn't they, showing you of the Delta scale that it went up several, you know, seasons prior of what the damage scaling would be if you were going up against a higher light guardian. So we were assuming, going on that scale that Bungie put out, that every you know fifty light it was quite significant of how hard you were being hit. So six fifty, six hundred, and then you know, between 550 and 600, there was an, there was another kind of delta. But he's saying that there's differences, slight differences, but I think between each 10 or 9 light levels. So every time you're going down below that, that's when you're being affected. But yeah, I see. So the Darian in his post, he's got some damage testing numbers where he used the zero-hour quest for it. So, you know, he went in with his Whisper of the Worm. Again, this is pre, pre-nerf for Season of Opulence as of, you know, the 27th of May, 2019, you know, numbers from here. So he says, you know, he went into that encounter, the zero hour uh, outbreak perfected quest at 640, which is the same level as the activity itself. And he did, you know, I won't go through all the damage numbers, but basically at 640, he did, you know, this amount of damage with the Whisper of the Worm. And then he went in at, you know, 606 and 609 power levels, and which were, you know, 45 you know basically we're about 46 percent less damage than he was doing you know being being at properly power leveled so you know the, the differences between like 606 and 609 which is 34 and 31 points under light was less than a percent it was like 0.3 percent of damage and then you know like 611 to 613 again it, it sort of seemed to be like every two light levels he, he would do a di- like an additional like you know, between like 1.4 and 0.8% damage more. So there is like a little bit of a sliding scale where it's not, you know, if you're 613, you're the same as 611. It's, there is, there is a power level scale. It at least appears, at least in, you know, PVE content, you know, at least in the zero hour mission, you know, so there is a sliding scale of damage you'll do up and down. Cause I mean, his numbers are like, you know, for 611, 45.13 for 613, they're 43.73. So again, not a huge difference, but there is some difference as you go up and down each each light level. So it's not like you're, you know, you're doing, you know, 45% less damage for these five light levels. And then, you know, 43% less damage for these five light levels. It, it is a sliding scale. So it's interesting. So yeah, go read the Darian's post. You can, you know, look at his numbers. He lays it all, all out with the exact numbers and the exact percentages and, and how he tested with, you know, videos and, and gifs and things in there. Cool. So one thing I thought we'd bring up towards the end of the show is what to do whilst not gearing up for the raid. So I think this was highlighted on our clan chat by Pony. Shout out to Pony. He's probably not listening, but he might be, who said he was going to come back for Season of Opulence. But he's not necessarily going to be coming back to do the raid. I think he's just coming back to just play the game again. So if you are just kind of generally playing the game and you're not interested in doing the raid, you just want to play the game and enjoy it. There are things that you can do for preparing yourself for leveling. So a, a couple of things that I was, I was thinking of was like bounties on the locations. If you go around to, if you're doing a mission on Titan or you're doing a mission on IO, go and pick up the bounties beforehand because you get like 10 materials from that location for doing those bounties. And it's an easy way to start regenerating your materials for then doing your infusion later on because you're going to need planetary materials rather than going around and farming, um, which you can do, you know, you can put on a ghost and you can go around and sit around on your sparrow and just do a loop every now and then. But if you're going on that planet for that day, pick up the bounties because it's something that, you know, not necessarily have to go out your way to do. 
So I was thinking, do that. You've also got the enhancement cores. You can do your enhancement core farming. You can do the spider bounties each week on your characters if you wanted to. If you're just going and playing in general and enjoying the game, pick up the bounties, go off and do those. I I believe it's seven that you can get for each character. So that's 21 that you can get for that. And if you're in a clan that's also maxed out on their clan ranking, you can also get, I believe it's seven per character from doing your clan rep each week. So again, that's another 21 that you can get. Um, You also have turning in tokens, if you still got tokens, I think I've still got tokens in my vault, to vendors to then get armor that you can then break down and get mods. You can also get enhancement cores from breaking that down. Another thing, I think, this is a shout out to Pan, who'd probably like me to do this, but I'm not going to do it entirely anyway. Clearing out your vault. Another thing with a new season, you've got new armor, new weapons coming in. Go through your vault, have a look on Destiny Item Manager. We'll link that in the show notes for weapons and armor, because in Destiny Item Manager, you can look at all the different roles you've got and compare. Um, all the weapons in the same archetype, all the same weapons, and you can also click on specific weapons and it will tell you what the community say about that specific role because that's quite good. That's that's a good thing about Destiny Item Manager is that somebody else in the community will have that role and they'll give you their opinions of how it works in PvE, how it works in PvP. So you use Destiny Item Manager and clear down your vault and make you know enough room for new stuff that's coming in. We all know you're a lost cause for the clearing. Yeah, but Destiny, yeah, I, I do want to give another plug for Destiny Item Manager. Even when you open like a certain weapon, you'll get little like, you know, green thumbs up saying, hey, like the community likes this perk or like that perk. So if you're like me and just can't remember, you know, like hand cannons, I know hand cannons are a thing. I know people love them. I don't use them that much. So when I get a hand cannon, I go, I don't even know what roles are the best things on this. It's nice to pop that open and have, have it say, hey, the community thinks, exactly you know, these are your And that's exactly why you never got perks. the service revolver to drop. You can't appreciate a good hand cannon when one is literally thrown in front of you by Zavala. Exactly. Well, no, see, it's not thrown in front of me by Zavala. I had to buy it from Zavala. He will not give it to me. To this day, I have still not gotten it on my Titan. I got one to drop on my Warlock, and I got the one I bought from Zavala. He will not give the Titan one to drop, whereas I've gotten 57 Wizen Rebukes from Iron Banner this last week around. Still never seen the service revolver. <laughs> it isn't in the loop pool. I don't believe you, Bungie. The other thing I was thinking of is maxing out your ghosts for the spider and your tinctures for the um, Dreaming City. Anything like that that you think that you know you might need to save up for. Even if you've got spare glimmer, pop the um, the glimmer um, things that you can get. I can't remember what they're called. Um, help me out here, guys. Is it the finest matter weave or is it the other one? It, yeah, it's one of those ones. You know, if you've maxed out on Glimmer, go and pick up some raid banners from Petra in the Dreaming City, because even if you're not going to do the raid, they're handy in the Reckoning. You can use it's that. It's also really, it's also really handy to put them down right when when Respawn says don't put this down yet. It's good to put a raid banner down right when he says not to, because it really makes him happy and just it calms him down and steadies him, so we can explain the mechanics to you better. <laughs> So yeah, do, do things like that. So you can build up your raid banners if you are going into the raid. So go and buy some raid banners. And if you're just generally going around and playing the game, you know, max out your glimmer, max out your shards, and do things like that. Material farming for infusion. So you know, like I said earlier, find a nice loop on a sparrow. Go around, pick up your materials from your planets. 
complete triumphs. You can go and have a look at what triumphs you can, you're close to completing in your triumph book, things like that. That's quite interesting to do if you're quite close to doing um, those. You've also got the seals that you could be working towards if you wanted something else to do in these couple of weeks rather than just work not working towards doing the raid. Complete anything else that you haven't had time for. Put a ghost on for the chosen activity as well. You know, so if you're going into strikes and you're farming for the strike um, tokens, put a ghost on that will enhance your token drops. Or if you're going to crucible, things like that. Or you know, the pinnacle weapons, you could be working towards those. Um, have you guys got anything that you can think of that people could do whilst not gearing up for the raid, but just kind of still enjoying the game? Um, well, if they're enjoying the game, then just do what you do. Yeah, do what yeah. you enjoy. If, you, um, if you're enjoying the game, listen to last week's episode about fixing your enjoyment of the game. Yeah, <laughs> and also it's okay, a rain, so, rainmaker gives so you extra. Of, speaking of last week, no, listen, like rainmaker, for real though, yeah. with all these weapons that with all these weapons and armor that are getting nerfed, uh, I wanna I wanna put a couple of plugs out there that we we have previously mentioned, but people have forgotten. Um, for example, for the warlock, uh, you have geomag stabilizers, right? But if you don't like Geomag Stabilizers, you could also go with the Nezirak Sin and Avoid Weapon with any subclass, although I recommend a Middle Tree Arc subclass, and that'll get your super back really fast. Uh, for the Hunter... <laughs> Just don't play your Hunter. Play, play your Titan instead for your Hunter. Yeah. No. Do not do that. <laughs> Delete no. the Hunter <laughs> no. and just create another Titan. No, I've yeah. almost I've almost deleted my my Titan right now because I was online with our guys last night and I was like, um, you know those mastery triumphs that you can get, and mine says Hunter five of five, Warlock five of five, Titan zero of five. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's getting pretty bad, you know. But anyway, no. Um, so we know what you've got to do for the next couple there. of weeks. Then work on your Titan. If you'd like, you know, two other Titans to do public events with you, we, there's two other Titans in the group here that can help you. <laughs> the problem is getting away from Titans, not adding more of them. No, you'll, you'll learn My to love the Titans. You'll love, you'll love the Titans. In the end, you'll just come to our side. Put up a wall. See, the, thing is, the thing is, I do love playing the Titan. I love my infinite submachine gun build. I love infinite punching and everything like that. But... The matter, the matter isn't whether or not I like to play my Titan. The matter is... Absolutely ridiculous, still. It's not cool. No, it's not cool. You need to. Bring it's it hilarious. Down. Okay. So, <laughs> the last couple of <laughs> last couple of tips and tricks that we have. Um, there is the Fallout Plays video review for the Outbreak Prime and 
sorry, outbreak perfected with the catalyst. So he gives his final review on the whole gun. And he's also got in the links for that, the solutions for the void, the solar and the arc. And that's the, I'm guessing just the, the puzzle for the lights on the floor in the vault, because everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, we have a video by Deicide for winning in Countdown. So if any of you out there are playing Countdown and are struggling with winning, he has a really, really good and in-depth video on, he goes over strats, the adaptability, the committing to the play, the positioning, um, your plays, your radar manipulation, orb control, elevation stacking, super usage, map control and awareness. A lot of things that I was completely like, oh, this is this is really interesting. This is stuff that I, you know, as a, a general player, I wouldn't have thought of. But if I'm going in with a team or trying to play with the team with the map awareness and the like, the elevation stacking, and he shows you in one of one part of the video where he knows where his two teammates are on the map, and he crouches to fool the player that's coming from the side that they he thinks. That's the player that's coming from the side thinks that he's either in the same position. So the guy just rounds the corner, goes for him with a shotgun, and he's not even near that corner. So he's able to slide in and shotgun and kill the guy. Very interesting video and really worth a watch. And especially for you warlocks out there, we have uh, Rastophilus has done a Universal Soldier Warlock build video for each subclass. And he goes over the builds that work in perfect synergy with weapons and armor. And he breaks it down individually for each piece of armor, that, the roles that you'd be looking for on each item and the weapons that you're pairing with it. And it's a really, really good video. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. Really good, worth a watch. Um, we have a weapon focus for this week. Again, Deicide has done a video for the Nightshade and he's done a God Roll video for it. So in the video, he goes over the God Rolls uh, with the side side-by-side -side comparison with the outbreak outbreak perfected and it goes over uh, comparing their ttks and the stats and he shows you why the nightshade is a good alternative for the outbreak perfected so if you haven't got that gun it's a weapon that you might be able to get from zavala i believe it is and um, it's worth a look uh, i think that's it if anybody else has anything else to say is is there any more rant from you respawn Oh, that's good. Uh, no, 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 I'm good. We've broken his soul just just talking about all those Titans and Crucible. But I do want to give him just another plug for the you know even even if you're not playing a lot of Countdown, watching the you know if you are just trying to get better at Crucible at all, watching these videos can give you some tips that are you know are applicable to anywhere in in Crucible or anywhere in PvP. Really, I don't. I, I wish I could remember who this was. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was Cami Cakes because I've watched a lot of his stuff about just you know getting good in Crucible or at least just getting better. And just the biggest single tip I took away from one of his videos, <clears throat> I don't know, probably years ago now, was basically when you're entering an area, when you're coming into a room, don't just walk through the door. Jump through the door, slide through the door, you know, come in at an angle where people don't expect. Don't just walk in and go, hey guys, I'm here, I brought chicken. You're dead. You've been sniped, you've been shotgunned. You know, when you're entering a space where you're going to engage other people, come in in a way they least expect. And that's sort of been the single biggest tip that I've remembered and just sort of tried to use. Was there anything, I'm just, I was just curious, it just popped into my brain, you know, is there any sort of, if you were to give someone sort of one tip for Crucible, is there anything you would think, hey, this is the thing that sort of once I sort of thought about and realized this, this made sense to me, or this is the one thing that I focused on and said, hey, this, this makes a lot of sense. I know, I'm sure there's lots of good stuff in this countdown video I'm going to watch later today, 
but is there anything out there where you said, hey, here's something that, that I would just I pie doorways. Honestly, that's that's one of the greatest tips is is pieing the doorway, right? Um, for non-military members, what that means is you start at one end of the door and you come around to the other end, like kind of a half moon shape or half of a pie, which is why it's called pieing the doorway. And that way you can see all angles of the doorway before you go through it, right? Even if you got somebody that's waiting for you to walk through that door, if you pie a doorway or any any entryway, whether it's a doorway, a hallway, a big open you know space, if you pie the area before you go in, you're a lot more likely to survive than if you just walk through. Now, even if you come in at an angle, if there's somebody still watching that doorway, even if you come in at an angle, you know, you're still probably going to get popped. But if you pie the doorway, you got a chance of seeing them and potentially getting them before they could get you, right? So it just helps you be more aware of your surroundings. Oh, that's interesting. And the, I think the one thing that I kind of take away from a lot of these um, videos is trying to stick with a teammate. And it's something that I very rarely do. I seem to kind of lone wolf myself and you know, hamper what I'm trying to do. I really should stick with teammates and, you know, fight with them and do a lot of what the professionals kind of do in, in comp where they kind of bait and switch out. So you'll see somebody taking a lot of fire and firing against somebody. And then you kind of switch in at the right moment and take over killing. And, you know, if you've got the right kind of teammate, you can kind of cross over and it's something that isn't necessarily that you have to communicate. It's just something instinctive and natural and uh, something I've seen in a lot of comp videos recently anyway is just kind of working with your team whilst not communicating but kind of communicate communicating on that kind of level just working together nice and thank you for those of you who had the the fortitude the patience to raid with the frozen clan over this last week we apologize we apologize to you that what all three of us were, were in a raid with you. The freaking frozen clan, man. Uh, yeah, but, no, see, but they're, new, they're new, so, so they haven't been That's properly true. inundated to the to the ways of the frozen clan. I believe they knew what to expect, but you never really know. So again, the apologies are important. So have you guys said a thank you to all our listeners? So our 679 downloads from the United States, our 76 from the United Kingdom, Australia, we have 60, Canada, we've got 19, Ireland, 18, Portugal, 13. Um, so hello to Denmark, Chile, Spain, India, the Cayman Islands with all four, Norway, Hong Kong, Hungary and Belgium. We've got two and Switzerland, Colombia. I don't know what CW is. Indonesia, Iceland, Japan, Russia, Turkey, obviously. Yeah. Vietnam and South Africa all with one. Thank you very much for you guys. Good afternoon, Destiny 2 fans. We are one Titan, no other Titan, and no other Hunter. Because as we recorded this week's podcast, and got it all nice and packaged and ready for you, and it won't be nearly as long as the three-hour epic we released for you last week, Bungie decided this would be a good time to drop more new content on us. So, as of about an hour ago, Bungie has put up a Season of Opulence page at Bungie.net, and they have brought us a couple of new things. The first thing is we now have a Season of Opulence calendar to look forward to. Coming June 4th, we're going to get the new Crown of Sorrow raid, as well as the Menagerie. And that's our new six-player match-made event, the Menagerie, which we'll get into more in a second. June 11th, we get a new Menagerie boss and a Truth quest, so the Truth rocket launcher is coming back to the world of Destiny 2. June 18th, there's another new Menagerie boss, so I'm wondering if this is going to be a Tier 1, 2, and 3 thing like the Reckoning was. We're going to find out soon. 
We're also going to have a new Iron Banner quest on June 18th. June 25th, we get the Menagerie Heroic Mode. So if you've gotten through your first three bosses, now it's going to get harder. July 2nd, we're going to get the Lumina Quest. So if you want a nice new hand cannon, it looks fancy. It looks thorny. It looks like a weapon of sorrow. July 2nd will be when you can start that. July 9th, the Tribute Hall and Moments of Triumph. So we're getting our Moments of Triumph again at the end of the season. And then July 30th is our Solstice of Heroes event. And then Gambit will also go free to play for everybody. So come June 4th, when the season of Opulence begins, Benedict 44 will have some objectives here for you to complete. You will have your Imperial Summons, and he will start us on our journey to 750 power. Now, along with the fancy new trailer Bungie has released on their Season of Opulence page, they have a little bit of information about the Menagerie. It's their new six-player match-made activity. It says, assembling your Chalice of Opulence is just the first step. Chalice has created a maze of challenges in his lost vaults. Test your strength in this all-new six-player match-made activity, the Menagerie, and meet his challenge head-on to unlock your rewards. Now, it goes into a little more detail. You know, we've got some challenges to upgrade. There's a bunch of symbols and icons. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of new puzzles. You know, there's, they're saying it's going to be a big re- replayability event. Carve your way through an ever-changing path of enemies. So hopefully this will be sort of like a horde mode, maybe. A little more than the, than the NeverEnding Forest was. And again, they go into a new raid. A little, little more information about that. Looks like we're going back to see our good friend Callus and the Leviathan. We've got a whole bunch of new weapons and armor that they tease. We've got some dumb-looking Titan helmets. We've got some fancy hunter gear. We've got some arm pieces for everybody. If you like big purple gems on your armor, you are in luck. We've got big purple gems. We've got a couple of swords coming, a couple of sniper rifles, shotgun, new fusion rifle, all decked out in beautiful gems. So if you are waiting for all those gems to put on your armor, if you want to walk around with big purple stones everywhere, this is going to be the update for you. Now, we've got some gameplay updates. We've got a power surge, which is going to help us get towards 750 quicker. You know, Again, our Iron Banner comes back with some new quests there. And, you know, again, new exotic weapons and armor that they haven't talked about yet, but they're coming to us soon. Now, the thing you're probably waiting for, Pinnacle Gear. What Pinnacle Gear are we going to be grinding for in this season of Opulence? We've got the, for you Crucible fans out there, we've got the Revoker Sniper Rifle, it looks like. It says, missed shots are returned to the magazine after a short duration. So again, we're going to have a sort of a, you know, bullets aren't being pulled out of the air, but they are coming back to you. Now. For the Vanguard fans, we've got the Wendigo GL3 grenade launcher, which it says orbs of light increase blast radius and damage. So pick up those orbs of light from your friends, do more damage. So again, they want your friends to create your orbs of light, pick up those orbs of light, get more blast radius and damage. Now, for you Gambit fans out there, we've got the Hush Bow. It's a hip-fired precision shot to give a massive draw speed bonus. So if you can hit those headshots with the, with the hip-fire, it's going to give you a super speed bonus to that bow. Those will be your three pinnacle gear items, the Revoker Sniper Rifle, the Wendigo GL3 Grenade Launcher, and the Hush Bow for your Season of Opulence. Now, we're going to have a Solstice of Heroes event, you know, which is their free summer event towards the end of the season. Where again, we're going to have some new armor. We're going to have some... Uh, we're going to be able to create elemental orbs by matching elemental damage to the daily element. Collecting 30 orbs will gain you an empowerment buff. And we're going to have, you know, moments to be triumphant. It says, harness the power of elements to optimize your pursuit of glory and loot while Moments of Triumph is still active. So I assume it'll be similar to our Moments of Triumph events in the past. And that has been your late-breaking update from Two Titans and a Hunter. With your new Season of Opulence gear, your pinnacle weapons, and all the good stuff we have to look forward to. I hope to see you in the Menagerie. I'm looking forward to jumping into, and we will come at you guys soon. With more information, good stuff, and uh, 
you know, as always, Destiny 2 Madness. This has been Parody, signing off with your urgent news update. Dance the dance of my people. Wear your shaders. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us this week. Your father of the year has been Night Demon. Your father of the year to be again is no one responds in real life. Your lack of father has been Parody. We are Two Titans and One Hunter. You can email us at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us everywhere fine podcasts are sold. You can join the Frozen Clan, if you dare, at join.frozenparty. That's frozen with a zero. Join.frozen.party. If you enjoy sandwiches, raid failures, or listening to response, soothing voice, explaining to you raid mechanics, come join us. We'll have fun. You can find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live. You can watch the show on YouTube. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. I leave you now with the screaming of the children, the barking of the dogs, the hammering of the houses, dancing the dance of my people in dusk and dawn. Say goodbye, Guardians. Bye, guys. Later, Purple. Later, Gator. All right, so Luna, do you have anything to say to our listeners today? Yes, I what's, do. What's that? I'm Batman! <laughs> and I guess that's the Luna's howl for this week? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs>